Hello, everyone, and welcome to CVU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice in this incarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net, look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab, and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see view and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. Danny and welcome everybody to see you karmic astrology with Susan Reynolds and today we have the topic of the natal chart of the USA so if you live in the USA and you want to know what is going on in the stars for our nation for the coming year this is a show you want to share you want to re-listen, you want to pay attention. And you can just come back to it as many times as you need to get more insights about it. Because many times when you have a, a reading, an astrology reading, things do not happen right away. Or they might not seem um, to make sense in the moment, but then you'll start to see how everything comes together. But now let's go ahead and bring Susan Reynolds so she can start her show and start all the information because it's going to be a tag, tag, tag show as always. Hey, Susan. Hey, Claudia. Hey. I'm going to um, 
apologize to all the listeners because I have a little bit of a scratchy throat. So, no, I'm not trying to get us rated or have this become a 900 number call-in show. (laughs) I'm just a little bit um, more hoarse today, but I think everybody can still understand me um, kind of thing. So, let me... um, we have got tons to, to talk about today. I don't even know where to start, but I'm so bad at updating people about what I'm doing and where I'm going that I want to make a special point of telling you that in August, coming up this Saturday, I will be in Rock Hill, South Carolina, with the Awakening Psychic Fair in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And you can go to the Awakenings um, homepage on Facebook, and you can get all the details. You can also see it on my Facebook page, and I think it's on my website. My website is www.exploreastrology.com. In August, I will also be at Golden Quest Mystery School talking about the power of ceremony and ritual, but that is already full. Oh, I probably shouldn't even mention that. Never mind. I will also be on August 11th at the Heartlight Spiritual Center here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I will be talking about when the planets promise love and aligning our charts for love, because let's face it, we can all use more love in our life. That talk is going to start at 1, and it'll finish about 2.30, 3 o'clock. It's only $20. It's just like a nice, fun, sit down for a couple of hours and let's talk about love kind of thing. So if you have a chance, come on over. We'd love to see you, and we are going to find out why we are attracted to the people we're attracted to, and sometimes what we can do about that. You know, we're not always happy about that. So we're going to talk about all that stuff for every sign and what astrology can help us with. Okay, now before I start to talk about what is going on right now in August and what is going on with our nation's chart, I'm going to back up a bit and I'm going to mention July because this has been one heck of a month. And I really want to say something else, (laughs) but I don't want to get us thrown off the air for my using a bad word. July has been a very, very tough month for just about everybody that I am dealing with and talking to right now, and myself included. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, Mercury has been retrograde for almost the entire month. On July 7th, Mercury went retrograde, and it is not going to turn direct until Wednesday. This Wednesday, July 31st, at the end of the month. So we're just a couple of days away from it, but it has really impacted things for everybody. Not only has Mercury been retrograde for July, but so has Jupiter been retrograde for the month of July. So has Saturn been retrograde for the month of July. So has Neptune been retrograde. So has Pluto been retrograde. Plus, we had two eclipses. I cannot think of a more jam-packed astrological month. And people have really been struggling with this. I have heard about sicknesses and delays and emergencies and surgeries and changes and upheavals and, oh my, kind of thing. Now, this is going to start to calm down. Thankfully, the first layer to lift happens day after tomorrow on Wednesday when Mercury finally turns direct and is safe to pick up a phone and use our computer again. 
But in August, on August 11th, Jupiter is going to turn direct after months being retrograde. And I think we are all going to breathe a sigh of relief. And we are going to see our attitude improve. We're going to see things start to move forward again. We are going to be much, much happier in August than we were in July. I guarantee it. And then as if that was not enough in September, on September 19th, Saturn moves direct, finally, finally, um, in November, Neptune on November 27th, and I'll talk about these again, but um, turns direct, and the last one is Pluto, and Pluto will turn direct on October 3rd, so every month, we have another planet changing into direct motion and lifting up one of those layers that has seemed to be suffocating us, so This has been a turning point this summer. It is as if you can look at the first part of 2019 and the second part of 2019. And month by month, the second half of 2019, on an individual level, seems to get better for most of us. Plans stop being delayed. We start to feel better emotionally, and things start to move forward. So if you have survived the month of July, give yourself a big pat on the back and know that August we're moving into something better. Okay, all that said, I am going to talk today about the chart of the United States because July 4th is our nation's birthday. And there are many, many, many different um, theories and charts for the birth of the United States. You know, some consider it to be born at the time that the Articles of Confederation were drawn up. Others consider it July 4th. Some consider it um, Philadelphia. Other people consider it New York. There's, there's a lot of controversy and a lot of different ideas about the chart for the birth of the United States of America. I use the Sibley chart. And this is kind of the default chart, which has, I think, the most widespread acceptance. And so when I look at that chart, I see the United States reflected, and that chart works for me. And so that's the the chart that I use. Now, I don't know how old most of you are, but I'm assuming that most of you remember 2009 and the economy imploding, banks, you know, going belly up, jobs dissolving, people losing their home, and, you know, the massive impact that our economy, having so much trouble, had on all of our individual lives. I will say in 2009 is when Pluto entered the sign of Capricorn. Pluto moves very, very slowly, and it usually takes a couple hundred years, about 240, 250 years to go once around the chart. This is the first time in the history of our nation that Pluto is going once around the chart and coming back to the place it started. So it is extremely powerful. We saw that in 2009 when it entered the sign. In 2017, it picked up speed. Now, between now and 2024, Pluto is going to be finishing up the last degrees of Capricorn, and it is going to come next to our natal Pluto that is in the chart of the United States. This is going to have great, great impact on our nation. And because our nation's Pluto happens to be in the second house of finance, we're going to see some huge impact in our economy. This planet, this return, is transformative in nature. 
I would look for some major economic impact that can transform our economy. Now, our economy seems to be doing pretty well right now. So anytime you say transform and it's not something terrible, there's a lot of angst. And I don't want everybody, you know, getting all, you know, agitated and frightened. We all have to transform and change or we wither and die. Our country has to grow. In order for it to grow, changes have to be made. As this Pluto is coming forward, our nation is faced with the choices it has made. Now, our nation has been considered to be one of the most prosperous and rich and abundant in the world. We as a nation have made some good financial choices. We have also as a nation made some not so good financial choices. We have not, unfortunately, always acted in the best and the highest way. And this is human nature. We have not all made saint yet. Sometimes we make innocent mistakes, and sometimes there are deliberate manipulation. In the months coming up, especially between now and July of 2019, and I would say March of 2020, we are going to see more corruption coming to light. And Americans can sometimes be a bit cynical about that, like, oh, yeah, the latest scandal and what have you. But we may see corruption um, being exposed or coming to light in ways we didn't expect or ways that surprise us if we can be surprised by anything anymore. And so this may take us a little aback, like, huh? Oh, well, that's new. It is also a time when we on an individual level have to be aware of our own financial choices, and they need to be made from the highest emotions, the most lofty perspective. We need to make sure that our financial decisions, as much as possible, are not at the expense of somebody else. Because let me tell you, Pluto is pretty karmic, and it will bring you what you have earned. And so we are going to see in these next few years our financial decisions coming back, good and not so good, and we will have to deal with them. And so, yes, I would encourage everybody to keep your eye on the economy, keep it on the stock market, keep it on what is going on and what are interest rates doing. We may see the Federal Reserve, especially around October when Pluto turns direct, make some changes to interest rates and things going on in our economy. And, you know, you have to think about the power of Pluto and what it can be doing. So this is something we as a nation will be dealing with. And because we are Americans, we as individuals will also be noticing this. Now, I'm also going to mention, and I'll probably mention this again in a couple of months, but on November 3rd, Saturn is going to move into, again, our second house of money and finances in the United States. It has been kind of retrograding back and forth, and right now it's out of that house, and on November 3rd, with this chart, it's going to enter back in again. So you have both Saturn and Pluto in the chart of money and finance and wealth in the United States. And you know, I don't know about you, but I don't particularly like um, Saturn and Pluto getting together to bring that big a bunch of energy into one area of the chart. So yes, start to pay attention to this. I definitely think we're going to see some economic hiccups coming around. I don't know if any of this is related to stuff with China or, or tariffs or, or what's going on. I haven't sort of drilled down that far, but I can see it looks like this may be a little bit of a bumpy road. 
and it's probably going to be a bumpy road at least until around March of 2020. So be aware of that. We as a nation, with Saturn in Capricorn, it is opposing a lot of our cancer energy. And Saturn is nothing if not karmic. We face the consequences of the decisions we have made. And no nation is perfect. And we as a nation have faced some things in these last couple of years that have been challenging. I've never seen our nation so divided, where Americans usually pull together. You know, this is not necessarily happening right now. We see many different ideas. We see a lot of conflict in ideas. I think this is going to continue. We're going to see this through 2020. But I do think in 2020, we're going to start to see some of the the rhetoric toned down a little bit. I do think we're going to start to see some things calm down. And I like that because I don't like seeing this anger and this, you know, back and forth kind of thing. Um, I think we start to be able to listen a little bit better. And I like that. I'm glad about that. We are going to see some changes in both of these parties, and we are going to see some potential changes in how our government operates. So we may see some bills introduced. I don't know if they're going to get passed or not, but we may see some bills introduced that are definitely going to have an impact on how government operates. Also be aware, and I'll mention this again, in December, Jupiter is going to leave Sagittarius, which is a sign that it is in now, and it is going to enter Capricorn. So in December and January and February, we are going to have Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto all in Capricorn. So I will say hang on to your hats, folks, because you ain't seen nothing yet. This is going to be some big-time stuff. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but I also want to change it up and keep things moving along this hour, and I know we have a lot of callers, so I'm going to pause here on the Charter of the United States, and I am going to ask Claudia for our first caller. Thank you. Yeah, so we're going to start with Katie Klein. Welcome to the show. Hi, Claudia. Nice to be here. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Hey there. I have your chart in front of me. Very interesting chart. I really like it. Um, So what is it that you would most like to know about today? Honestly, I'm just open to whatever interpretations you have for what you see in my chart. I'm really excited to learn it. Thank you so much. Okay, well, I will tell you one of the things that I love the most about this chart is all of the water that I see. You have your sun in a water sign. You have Mars in a water sign. You have the moon in a water sign. You have Uranus in a, in a water sign. And you have five planets in six in water houses. This is a waterlogged chart. And I like that because my chart's pretty waterlogged as well. So I just, when I see that it's like it goes click, I know what that feels like. This is yep. a chart, quite frankly, that I'm going to tell you one of the things that I sense is many lifetimes spent in what I would call contemplation, spent in spiritual development. Some of that has been religious in nature. I think that you have explored many different religions, sort of seeking the answer and seeking the truth. And I think your soul has evolved to the point where it has said, you know what, none of them have the truth. 
the truth resides within me. And I think it is a soul that has grown and developed what I would call the important spiritual qualities. This is a very compassionate chart, Katie. You know, you have compassion for the individuals in your life, for family, for friends, for people, but there is an enormous capacity to give to the world, to the underprivileged, to your heart aches for everybody. And truly, you want to create a beautiful world. <laughs> and yeah. and I think that does great, great credit to this loving heart. But I'm also going to caution you that, that that's a bit of a heavy burden. That's a lot to ask of yourself. So I'm going to remind you, you know, to give yourself a bit of a break here. It's not up to you necessarily to create peace on earth, goodwill towards men alone. You know, it is up to you to discover your gifts and to use your talents and gifts in the best way possible. And as long as you are doing that and living life according to your principles, you're going to grow. You're going to learn. You're doing the right thing. I don't know if you meditate regularly, but I can feel your guides around you. And I'm telling you that they're communicating with you. And they're communicating with you regularly, daily. So I don't know if you journal or meditate where they have, you know, that sort of regular time of an open door. They may communicate with you a lot through your dreams, but there is a very strong open communication between you and your guides. And when you are troubled and when you are confused, let me tell you, they are there. And many of the decisions that you make, that you think you're making, they are there, you know, like, okay, yeah, we helped her with that one, you know, because you are listening to their whispers. Even if you don't know it's their whisper, there's an enormous, I don't know what you do for the living, and for the moment, don't tell me, but there's an enormous amount of healing energy in this chart. You would do well in the in the helping professions as maybe a physical therapist or a nurse or, you know, um, even working with, with yoga or something that moves the body or Pilates, things like this. I'm going to tell you something I don't usually tell people, and I'd encourage you to avoid social work. And I don't usually tell people, like, don't go into this profession, but you have so much compassion and so much emotion that I think it would be easy for you to get burned out on social work. You would make a good therapist and a good counselor, but I would encourage you to do that one-on-one or in a, in a more structured way where you have a little bit more control. You are one of these people that need to work on making sure that you keep some very good boundaries in place. Love and compassion you got. Boundaries, Katie, not your best thing. No offense. <laughs> Yes. (laughs) One of the things that I'm going to encourage you to do is to follow Nancy Reagan's example and just say no. No, I can't pick you up at the airport at 2 o'clock in the morning. Sorry. (laughs) So I hope this has helped a little bit. Beautiful. And can I tell you what I do to show people how accurate you are? (laughs) I would love to know what you do. So I'm a healer. I'm also a medium. I do intuitive mediumship. And I do intuitive counseling and intuitive Reiki. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I absolutely love it. 
this is a a perfect vocation for you, and I know that you're very gifted and talented in what you do because I can see it in your chart. So I'm very glad that you moved into this. It's um, it's somewhere where you have control, but you're also able to share those beautiful gifts that shine out of your chart. Gosh, th- thanks for telling me. I'm so glad you shared that with me. Thank you so much, Susan. This has been a, a joy. I appreciate it. Oh, no one loves getting readers as much as getting a reading as much as readers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we love when it gets to be our turn. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I am going to. Um, hmm. I'll leave this up to you, Claudia. Should I switch back to the chart of the United States, or should I take another caller? What do you think? I feel. I feel we are ready for another caller. Okay. So let's um, bring Jessica. Okay. Hi, how are you? Hey, Jessica, this is Susan. Hi, Susan, how are you? I am good. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Now you can ask. I yes. can ask a question. So Absolutely. I, I I have been it's funny you mentioned I've been dealing with some serious financial issues over the last couple uh-huh. of years because of some legal stuff. So I've been looking for a job and I'm broke. So really my question what I emailed about was about money. But you said something in your introduction about corruption coming to light. The reason yes. I'm in the financial situation I'm in is because of corruption. So, one, I need a job and or to find money. Like, I need money immediately, and I have to find work, which I haven't been able to do. But then I guess I also wanted to know is if the corruption that's been committed by the two other people is going to come to light. Um, I don't know that you're going to like my answer. I'm going to say yes, but not as soon as you would like it to. Well, yeah, I um, I expect that part. Okay. Yes, as in a because, job, or yes, as in the corruption. Yes, on the corruption. As far as the job okay. goes, hang on a minute. I think you are going to start to see, and again, this may not be as quick as what you would like, but I think it is going to be late August and September before you see that. So that is probably about another three weeks before you start okay. to either find the job or you found it and then you start it or you get the right companies interested. I don't think it's it's immediate, but I don't think it's too far off. So um, Let, by can I ask you this question? Do you see me working for like a big corporation or working for myself? First of all, I'm going to say that I think your chances of finding the right kind of job are better with a big corporation. But I think okay. you'll be happier working for yourself. Okay. You're very smart and you have a lot to offer. But if you work for yourself, I think it is going to take you longer than you think to get the company up and running and producing an income. So maybe and it's so, to work for a major corporation and I then think do the working, Yes, I think working for a major corporation, you, you know, you mentioned a couple of times I need money now. I think that's going Wait. to give you income sooner and much more immediate. But, you know, this is a very strong chart, and I think you'd be happier working for yourself, quite frankly. So um, 
even if you start working for a uh, large corporation, I would not put your, your plans to start something yourself away. I would start to build it up little by little. You know, it's okay. not going to give you the income you want right now, but it is a good idea, and I'm glad you were looking at that. I will say, right now, the two planets that are in your money house as a Sagittarius are Saturn and Pluto, both of which are kicking the stuffing out of you. Um, not to get too technical about it, on no, September are. 18th, I said that Saturn would go direct. I think things financially will really pick up after September 18th. That may be, again, when you get your first paycheck or you get a signing bonus or, you know, I'm not sure the details of why it picks up. I can see it gets better because once Saturn as as a financial planet is not going backwards, you start to benefit more. So in September, I see the first layer of this stuck energy in terms of money and work lifting. And then on October 3rd, when Pluto turns direct, I see it getting even better. So even if it starts out, you know, oh, this is not so bad, this is okay, it's going to get even better by October. It's, again, I don't think it's as quick as you want, but it's not that far away. You just, you know, it's just a matter of weeks, not of months or years. So I do see by the end of August and September, there is a lot of energy for you in terms of work, and I think you have a job. Okay. What about the um, the corruption stuff? I've taken it to someone else to help me, you know, bring it about. Will the people that I took it to, you know, bring say, okay, these people are not up enough? I think they'll agree they're not up enough, but I don't know that they're ready to do anything about it. You may still need to pursue that if you want to. Okay. Anything else that I didn't ask? I you know, I, I could talk about this all day, but Claudia keeps right. me on a tight schedule, and I ask her to because that way I can get to more people. If you want to go more detail into your specific chart, I would be happy to do that with you. Just contact me okay. through my website, and we can set up a time. And thank if you. money is an issue, we can work something out. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now we're going to kind of switch back a little bit to some of the chart of the United States. And I will say, um, when you're calling in, I know most people want to know about their own life, so absolutely we call in about our own sign. But you can call in to ask a question about the country as well, because I have the chart of the USA right in front of me. So I can always take a look at it and see what I'm, you know, looking at for our future and what's going on. I know our personal lives are so much more interesting to us. I will say that um, in January, Saturn is going to go to 20 degrees Capricorn. And when it does that, it is going to oppose the Saturn that is in President Trump's chart. And I will say that this is not an easy aspect for anybody. You know, I don't care if you're a school teacher or a business executive or a homemaker or a student. You know, when we are going through Saturn opposition, it challenges us. It challenges our sense of authority. You know, Trump's um, Saturn is in Cancer. And if I was looking at this chart and did not know who it was, I would look at that chart and say real estate 
would be a wonderful career for this person to go in because Saturn is often indicative of our career, our profession, and Cancer rules real estate. So I could look at that and absolutely see, you know, getting into real estate and being a success at it and being uh, well-known at it and, you know, wheeling and dealing and the whole nine yards kind of thing. That was, That is a wonderful career for somebody with Saturn in Cancer. But now our transiting Saturn in Capricorn is going to oppose this. And it looks as if this is going to be very challenging for him. So I do not see the new year of 2020 starting for him on a happy note. And and I don't wish that for anybody. I want our president to be in a good mood. I want our president to be excited about the future of the United States and feeling good because that kind of translates down. Talk about the trickle-down effect. But this looks like there could be some sort of conflict here between his family um, and his country. He may have some choices to make between his personal business with the real estate empire and government and things like that. There may be some things going on there that may put him into an awkward position or he may be asked to make decisions that he doesn't want to make. And to some degree, you know, every president has to do that. I, you know, don't necessarily see that job as a walk in the park for anybody who sits in the Oval Office. But this can be especially challenging. There may be challenges to his authority because Saturn deals with authority. And how do we hold that authority? And how comfortable are we with that? And Saturn is coming in. We all go through this at different times. But because he is our nation's leader, we as a nation are going to notice this. So it is a good time for us to send up our prayers for our president. This doesn't matter if you you know, voted for him or didn't vote for him. The leader of our nation is in a very strong position and has to make major decisions. And all the prayers that we can offer to help any leader make good and wise decisions is, is always a positive thing to do. He is getting hit at the beginning of the year with kind of a one-two whammy because in January he has this Saturn hitting his natal Saturn and causing a few bumps in the road. And then in February, Pluto is going to do the same thing. It is going to be exact, and it is going to hit that Saturn. Now, every astrologer has combinations of planets that they like and planets that they don't like. And, you know, for me, Saturn and Pluto is a combination that I don't particularly like. And I don't like to see Saturn and Pluto um, opposing each other and sort of fighting. And when I see these two planets not really getting along very well together, many times it feels like we are put in a no-win situation where we don't have the power that we want or we can't do something that we want to do. And so this is what seems to be going on with um, President Trump at the beginning of 2020. He seems to be blocked from being able to move forward, and there is a deep sense of frustration here. And my concern is that it can come out in a health issue because we know that our emotions are not just intangibles that we feel. Our body experiences them as well. And so um, I, you know, I am hoping that his health holds out, but I would you know, be telling him to watch the Christmas eating and the sugar that we you know, all go crazy in December. He may go a little off his diet if he's on one in December, and he may pay the price in January, February. And you know, I know he got a 
very good um, medical reviews last time, but he um, definitely needs to be taking care of his body in the beginning of the year, maybe <clears throat> doing some, um, what do you call them, New Year's resolutions to, you know, um, eat better or more fruit or eat a lot of salads or walk every day or something like that because it does look like, you know, he may get his doctor shaking his finger at him a little bit. So that's the beginning of the year for our country and our president. And now we're going to switch back to callers, and I am going to ask if we have any other callers, Claudia. Yes, we have many. So now we're going to start getting callers in the order that we receive. So we're going to start with this with Eileen, and she is a cancer. Hi. Okay. Hi, Hi Eileen. Hi. All right. I love cancers because I'm a cancer too. So oh, what is it? Boy, yeah. There's a lot of us this year. Yeah, we have gotten the stuffing beat out of us, haven't we? You know. Oh my God. Are, are the ones really dealing with this Saturn and Capricorn, and so we have had to really, you know, sort of step it up, and it has not always been easy. So, what can I do to answer for you about cancer? Or what do you most want to know about? Um, my life is really flowing perfectly the way I can manifest whatever I'm asking for, and the only thing that's missing for me is a full-time professional, not professional, full-time heart relationship with somebody who's on my spiritual level and loves God, creative, independent, self-sufficient person who I've been on my own now for seven years, divorced, Mm -hmm. I think four already, and I'm really ready for a relationship that I'm a free spirit, I'm a full-time professional painter, artist, and I can travel the world and go wherever I want, whenever I want. So I need somebody Gosh, that your life eats. sounds fabulous. <laughs> yeah, well, I chose it that way. I created it that way. I love it. I am so glad that you Thank are you. aware and consciously creating on multiple yeah. levels. Yeah. I will say I do not have your personal natal chart in front of me. And this looks as if it's um, something that could be answered better and in more depth with a personal chart in front of me. I I filled it out. Yeah, if you want want an appointment, we can certainly um, go into your your chart and, and talk about it and book an appointment and really discuss this. In general, when I look at this, I do not necessarily see the kind of relationship you want happening until after October. You have some planets there right now that are not moving very quickly. And so it's not that the things that you're doing are not having an effect. They are having an effect, but the effect is not showing up for you in a tangible way as immediately as you think you should be seeing it. So, number one, I would say don't get discouraged because I do see the things you're doing moving energy, but you may not be aware of how you are moving it. I do think after October, you emotionally you just start to feel better. You start to feel lighter. You start to feel more social. You know, And I would say um, you have several things going on here. After October and through the end of the year, 
we're moving into, you know, the holidays. And I would encourage you to accept every invitation. Go to the New Year's party. Say yes to Christmas parties or Hanukkah parties or, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, get-togethers or whatever it is. Get out and socialize as much as you can from, like, mid-October to the end of the year because that is a prime period of your chart to meet somebody. And you are in a good mood and much more positive and upbeat. And I will say... After, hang on a minute, after March of 2020, one of the blocks that has been in your way of having the kind of romantic relationship or partner that you want is leaving. And so How this do you is know what that happen is? In, how do I know what what is? What the block is. I can see it in Cancer's chart. Oh, just in the natal cancer, like cancer on the ascendant? Um Right. I'm looking for cancers in general because um, this is not a personal natal chart reading. And um, I'm sorry, I thought Claudia had mentioned that. When you call in like this, I'm looking at the chart for cancers. And so the answer that I'm giving you is going to apply to anyone who is a cancer or has cancer rising. And their chart opens up after October. And that's the first layer when it starts to open up and you start to feel more social and more engaged. And then again, in March of 2020, you have a block, which is Saturn, leaving, and that opens um, romantic opportunities up even more. And I will say, hang on. And then in March, not only is this one blockage leaving, but you have several other planets entering and sort of um, really more around February. I would say um, February and March are very strong periods. And I know February seems like kind of a wintry, dull month, but not in charge of cancer. For cancer, those months are very strong for romance and meeting somebody that is the right person for you. Cool. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Thank you, too. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, too. Bye. So, Claudia, who else have we got? Okay, so now we're going to go for a Taurus, and we're going to get Donna to the show. Thank Thank you. Donna, this is Susan. Hi, Susan. How are you? I am good. Thanks for calling in. What can I help you you. with today? Well, um, I was in a meditation about six weeks ago, and um, I've been asking the universe to bring in a partner for me, a male partner, and more more abundant. And I got a message that said it's coming soon. So something's on its way, and I wanted to know what you were seeing, please. Well, I agree with that. And again, I could um, look at this much more in depth with a personal natal chart, but what I'm looking at is in general for Tauruses. And right now, for um, what you are dealing with right now, seems to be a lot of energy around the home, um, around family issues and things like that. But that is getting ready to shift fairly quickly. And by late August, that all shifts. And it shifts into an area of the chart that has to do with romance. You know, right now, 
it seems like there's a lot of home, you're homebound or you're home a lot or you don't feel like going yeah. out or you're, yeah. you know, things like that, you know. Um, but that's going to change, and that's going to change very shortly. Like literally within about three weeks, you are going to notice a different energy. Friends are calling up and saying, let's go to the beach, let's, let's go to the mountains, let's get together for a cookout, and you're ready to say yes. You're ready to entertain. You're ready to say yes to invitations. Your life becomes much busier and happier. It's not that you've been depressed, but there's been a lot of emotions swirling around here. And it becomes lighter and brighter by late August. And that lasts until um, early September. So you have about a month there in which there is quite a bit of um, romantic activity going on. So you may feel like flirting and playing and dating different people and just enjoying your social life. It actually feels like fun to me. You know, this is like dead gum. I wish I had that going on. That looks that looks very, very nice. And I will tell you a second period comes up almost right after that or shortly after that. Um, you've got this first period of August, late August and September, and then you've got another period around December. And December, again, looks really nice for romance and, um, I don't know how to say this, um, passion. We'll put it that way, you know. Um, your, your libido may be very active around December. And so um, this is a time, and I really like this energy in December for you and for all bulls, because this is a time when romance and passion come together. And that is not always true for any chart, but it happens to be true for your chart at that time or for this sign at that time. And and I like that because this may be somebody that you meet that is charming and that you're attracted to and that there's also a lot of sensual chemistry going on there. So, daggum, what's not to like? So, it's I agree with your guides. It's coming soon in a matter of weeks, but not immediately. So, just be a little bit more patient. Does that kind of answer what you're looking yes. for? Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Don. You're going to be having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let me um, move back a little bit into the chart of the United States and mention again that um, in December, Jupiter will leave its year-long visit to Sagittarius and it is going to be in Capricorn. And Jupiter usually stays in the sign for about a year. So we will have a year-long um, visit of Jupiter into the sign of Capricorn. And it is going to join Pluto and Saturn as well. So now the United States will have three planets in Capricorn. And Jupiter, as it moves in there, is going to oppose our Venus and oppose our Jupiter and oppose our Sun and oppose our Mercury and square our Saturn. So that is going to be one active little planet in Capricorn. And so I think we are going to start to see um, some changes in government. We may also see another opening on the Supreme Court. Not saying this has to happen, but Jupiter rules the legal system and Capricorn rules government. So I'm like, hmm, how do we put these together? 
there may be another opening on the Supreme Court. And there may be some contention about this because Jupiter is opposing all of these other planets. And so there are going to be differences of opinion and that opposition is going to play out if that happens. Um, Even if there is not another opening on the Supreme Court, I think we would tend to see some energy coming up here about the legal system. There may be something going on there about the attorney general or the attorney general may um, resign or leave or there may be a new attorney general coming in. It is about what is the attorney general's job and, and what kind of legal repercussions can we see and what is going on in terms of our legal system and our government because these are coming up. And when I talked about um, corruption, we may start to see some of this come up. Even though technically this planet comes in in December, we may start to see some of this come up as early as October because the energy sort of gets closer and closer and closer before it finally enters the sign of Capricorn. And so sometimes the the close lead-up can be just as powerful as when it actually enters that sign. And so we may see something that takes us aback and is very surprising to us about there can be some financial corruption, there can be um, power plays and You know, I mean, I know people trade power back and forth, but there may be something that comes to light that that we don't much like as a nation. Jupiter tends to bring things to the surface that were hidden. It brings it up. You know, every December I give a talk on what the new year holds. And one of the things I said in this past uh, past January was that look for some kind of scandal with our educational system coming up because Sagittarius rules education, higher education, and Jupiter, again, brings things to light. And what did we see? This kind of scandal with these movie stars, you know, paying off the system and sneaking their kids into colleges they didn't deserve to get into kind of thing or didn't legitimately get into. And Jupiter's going to do the same thing. We may see scandals come up with banking and misuse of funds or government. It brings these things to light. We may see the government want to expand its powers because Jupiter expands and wants more. Jupiter is not about constricting anything. So I think we are going to be very involved in our government and maybe watching the news a lot um, towards the end of this year and next year. But there may also be a lot of calls for reform. You know, Jupiter is very honest and very upfront. It wants things open and above board. So we may see a lot of reform happening or bills for reform going on. And I think this would be a good thing. Hopefully it will be a good thing for our nation. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is active, and we're going to be aware of it. We're going to see it and notice it. So, okay, I think we've got time for a couple more callers before I enter into my um, sign of the month. And for August, that sign of the month is going to be Leo. And at the very tail end of this hour, I talk about Leo. But before I get to Leo, let's see who else we have on the line. Okay, so let's get Kay, and she is a Pisces. Okay. Hi, Kay. Hi, how are you? I am good. I have... um, now, I don't have your personal chart, but I do have a chart in general for Pisces, mm-hmm. and I can, okay. you know, do my best to answer your question. 
Okay, great. And if it helps on the sad rising, I don't know if that helps. But um, I am curious about career, um, creative career. I'm looking for funding to make a film, and I'd love to complete the film um, within the next year. Well, I will say um, things have slowed down because Pisces has Jupiter up there at the top of their chart in the area of career. And usually this is a very fortuitous um, placement for Jupiter. It brings forward new ideas. It, it sometimes shines a spotlight on you. It, you know, mm-hmm. allows creativity. Mm-hmm. You take chances. You get promoted. It's like, you know, yes, we love Jupiter up there. But Jupiter is retrograde and has been retrograde for months. So something mm-hmm. that seemed to be moving forward may have hit delays mm-hmm. or snags yes. or things yes. don't seem to be happening the way they're supposed to be happening. And so this Correct. has been and has been very frustrating, you know. Um, now, the yep. good news is, is that in just a few days, literally on August 11th, Jupiter is going to turn direct. And once Jupiter mm. turns direct, and it will stay direct the rest of this year. And so I would say from August 11th through December, that is when I would really push things. You know, for these last okay. few months, the more you push, the behinder you get. It just doesn't feel like pushing has accomplished anything. And no. um, and that's true because the planet that was supposed to be helping you was you know sitting there, um, but now it's getting ready to get its right. energy together, and I love it. So after August 11th and through the end of the year, yes, I would start to push this. I would go back and talk to people who maybe told you no. I would go back and and join other people. I would start to schedule meetings. I would cold call. I would whatever it is that you need to do. I would start to get your plan together, and I would implement it on August 12th, and I would go full throttle starting August 12th to put this forward. Now, I'm also going to say, because this mm-hmm. is also a creative project for you, you know, towards mm-hmm. the end of August, really mid-August to, to um, really mid-September, you have several planets in the area of creativity and artistry, mm-hmm. and partnership. This can play mm-hmm. out in two levels mm-hmm. for you. One, it can certainly play out on a personal level, where you may be dating more if you're single or having a very nice romantic trip with your, your spouse if you're married or involved. But it can also be professional partnerships. So I mm-hmm. would say late August through mid-September, if you want to partner with somebody or you know somebody that may be able to help you move forward with this project, they seem to come forward. And it's much easier for you to make the contacts you need to make, where that has been a little Mm -hmm. frustrating up until now. But that is getting ready to start moving forward. And late September and October, it feels like you start to get the money that you need, um, and the financing is there. But I would start working on it immediately in August, as soon as this planet turns direct. And then I think, you know, you actually start to see the dollars or the checks or, you know, I don't know anything about making a film or whatever it is you need to move forward with this project. Okay, show Mm -hmm. up for you around the fall. So I like this. I think this looks good. I think you get Mm -hmm. some new ideas. Mm -hmm. You may make some changes to what you think is set in stone. This is very, very creative. Late September right. and mid to mid October, it is like you are clicking on all cylinders. You have got a lot of ideas, 
you know, you're working with other people and you're ready to listen nice. to their ideas yeah. and, and just listening to them may, you know, spark things within you. It feels really good. It is moving forward, just not today, but just a couple of weeks down the road. You are ready to go. Okay, cool. Um, I have a, just a question in, in your opinion about, like, Uranus in terms of, um, like, from my, I know you were doing solar, but from my um, natal chart with the Sag rising, it's in my fifth. Do you think that you can have, like, a um, secure, like, a monogamous relationship with, with that planet in your fifth house, or is it more like just people in and out? Now, kind of I don't have your chart in front of me. Um so you're saying that you have natally, you have Uranus in your fifth house. Yep. Okay, that's fine. That really speaks to the kind of person you're attracted to. And you'll be attracted to somebody who embraces this kind of oddness and differentness and um, who may march his beat of a different drummer. And you're going to like a certain amount of excitement in that relationship. Lots of times this could be getting involved with somebody who is from another country or another state and there's some challenges to being together and, you know, very Uranus-like energies. I think you're going to want somebody who's different and unusual and exciting, but I don't think that necessarily has to translate into infidelity. You can be an exciting person who's monogamous. I think it speaks to the fact that you would be more likely to be bored with somebody who is maybe a nine-to-five kind of person who just wants to put in 30 years and collect a pension. And, you know, um, you would tend to be like, you know, let, let's jazz this up a little bit. Let's try something new. And so the people that you're attracted to may be a bit different. But, no, I don't necessarily think that that means they can't be monogamous. Does that answer your question? Hello. And thank you, thank you, Kay, for your question. So again, we are short in time, but she she mentioned it did answer her question. Thank you, Susan. So you want to get a, one last caller, or do you want to go? For I them? think I I want to make sure I get Leo in because I've done the sign of the month for all the other months, okay. and I don't think it's fair, Leo, to to miss out. So I'm just going to mention a few things about Leo because they are the sign of the lion and they are the sign of royalty. You know, think of um, Jacqueline Kennedy, even if she didn't have a title of queen, how she held herself and she sort of had that presence. All Leos have that presence. They have that kind of look at me, you know, I, I want attention, I need attention. But I'll tell you, it can be about ego in a negative way if Leos don't get the attention they need as a child. I tell the parents of Leo kids all the time, praise them, clap for them, applaud for them. Leos need to actually hear the physical applause. They need somebody throwing roses at their feet and telling them what a good job they did taking the garbage out and, and things like this. When they get that kind of praise and acknowledgement, they feel safe and secure. It is when a parent is really afraid of, of making them conceited or giving them a big head and they hold back that praise that Leos will start to act out 
because they need that. That is part of their sign. They have to have that acknowledgement. So it's a really good idea for Leos to go into professions where they are showcased in some way. They're very creative. Art, music, theater, you know, where they're on stage literally or their work is showcased, you know, their creative spirit gets a chance to shine. You literally cannot praise Leo enough because when they're getting that praise, they will then generously share it with others. The only time they don't do this is when they're not getting enough to feel secure. So, yes, Leo's kind of get a bad rap for that. Look at me, and I'm a diva and all the rest. And, yes, I have to say, Leo's can be a bit of a diva-like, but they have such a generous heart and such a creative spirit, and they are joyful and fun. You want to be around Leo's. They're always doing something. This is a fire sign. They are active. They are engaged. You have to keep them busy with something. They don't usually just sit around, you know, sitting with a remote in their hand and a beer in the other and contemplating the paint drawing on the wall. This is, you know, I'm not saying they might not be an errant Leo who might do that, but most Leos are social people. They want to engage with friends and family and certainly with, with boyfriends, girlfriends, romantic interests. You know, this is a very flirtatious sign. This is a sign that loves to dress up, male and female. They like to go to parties. They can sometimes be the center of a party. Think about when you're putting a guest list together. You think of the Leos first, you know. (laughs) But they are also exhibiting the highest side of royalty, where they want to take care of the underdog. Leo will always spread its wings over the wallflower, over the person nobody else is talking to. They are just drawn to that person, and they have such a generous heart and such a loving spirit that they just naturally draw that person into the group, and they will be fascinated with that person, and they will you know, bring home as a child all the strays and the misfits. And and I love that. I love that generous spirit that Leo has that sometimes other people miss. So, okay, where are we on time, Claudia? <laughs> no, we're right there. But let me ask you something about Leos. Now we are in Leo time. So when we, when the sun is shining on Leos, do they get better? Like they, this is wow time for them, or or this is too much sun for them? No, I think it can be a very positive thing. I think when the sun goes into our own sign, and that's called a solar return, um, that can be a positive thing. It brings forward the best and the worst of that quality. You know, Mm -hmm. for cancers, they may be more moody, but they also may be more nurturing. You know, for Capricorns, they may be more successful, but they may also be more abrupt. You know, it shines a light on all the qualities of that sign, on the higher side and on the shadow side. So it is up to us to be aware when the sun is in our special sign that we are exhibiting the highest part of that sign and not allowing ourselves to move into the shadow. Thank you. <coughs> so okay. you've got everything. I did it. It's 102, so we're right on time. So thank you again, Susan Reynolds, for your show, for coming every month. The next month then is going to be in August 26th, 
and um, yes. if you send us your chart, we'll get it there. If not for August, then September, we're getting very full. And the only way to jump ahead would be to use Take My Call. So just choose that. Yeah, I, would, I would say you do this ahead of time because when you do it ahead of time, I have time to really look at that chart instead of doing it off the cuff and you get more detailed information from me. So the more time I have, the more information you get. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, Claudia. <laughs> no, it was perfect. So thank you, everybody, for being here. This is it for today. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your last days of July. And I'm so looking forward to Mercury going uh, direct. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so we'll we'll see you back in on the twenty sixth, Susan, and thank you for who you are. Okay, sounds good. See you next month. Bye. Bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BGW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus